Bubbles Brunchcast with your hosts, Aaron and Kayla. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us today here on Bubbles Brunchcast. I'm your host, Aaron Ambergy. And Kayla Maynard. And today we have some very special guests for you all. Uh, we have Miss Sadie Thomas and her mother, Amy Brown. They are um, they're part of the Bob Brown House here in Lexington, Kentucky. So if you're ready, we'll just jump right in. Thanks for being here. Our pleasure. Thank you. You're very welcome. So can you tell us uh, about the, the Bob Brown House when it started? Uh, what's the mission? What, what do you all do? The Bob Brown House is a, a residential facility here in Lexington for uh, physically, mentally challenged adults and uh, got started by my dad, Bob Brown, who was a pastor here in Lexington. Uh, in the early 60s, uh, his church was uh, a pioneer in social ministry, so we had a very large uh, Sunday school for exceptional folks. We had a large program for blind people called Blind Buddies, and from those programs, he uh, met and came close to a lot of people who uh, had a real serious need for safe, affordable housing. So he uh, set about to to help them with that, and he gathered up uh, his dream team around him and uh, got some land donated on Rogers Road. Uh, building material has actually built the whole facility uh, with no mortgage, no, oh, wow. no construction oh, wow. fees, and uh, probably opened the door. I think the land was donated in 72, took him a couple years and moved the first residence in in 1975, and we've been doing that work ever since. Our mission is to uh, provide an opportunity for people to live independently that, that need just a little bit of extra help. That's so cool. Super so neat. Uh, is your dad still alive? No, he's not. He died in 1980. He was uh, a pastor and uh, kind of on the political scene. He was chairman of the state school board. He was actually making a speech to um, all of the principals in our state, about 3,000 people, and uh, had a massive heart attack right in the middle of his speech and fell over dead in the podium in front oh, of no. all those people. Yeah, it was I'm really sorry. traumatic. The week before my senior year of high school. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry to hear that. Aww. That's uh, rough to lose a parent so young. Yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. tough. My, uh, my mother-in-law died when my husband was like 22 or something. He's very young. Yeah, about 22 because she's been dead about 10 years. Yeah, it's tough. So. It's yeah, tough. they were all babies. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> so what... Um, what are your all's roles in the Bob Brown House? Uh, well, the uh, the big news is that in the last year we've expanded in uh, two more locations. We've actually added Ooh. 24 more units at our current location on Rogers Road. Uh, that building had to be something separate because it was tax credit funded, so it's actually called Independence Homes, which is a new name that, that uh, we're trying to uh, use more of, of our brand name. Uh, then we also purchased uh, an old nursing home, the old Rose Banner nursing home on Cleveland Road that had been in Lexington for almost 60 years and uh, have done a total flip on that building and turned it also into independent living apartments. And we have 18 apartments there. So 
Uh, I am the CEO of both of those businesses, the Bob Brown House and Independence Homes. And uh, my older daughter, Hannah, is the manager on Rogers Road, and uh, Sadie is the manager on Cleveland Road. That's so cool. Yep, and I cook, too. I cook Monday through Thursday on Cleveland Road, and okay. I, I cook Fridays at Rogers. So do you, like, three meals a day? or? Yep, we provide all their meals for them. They give us their food stamp cards, and we use that to buy groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, but we cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner for them all day, every day. Um, and everybody eats together in the dining room at both buildings, and it's we try to keep it a pretty peaceful environment. So is that still the case with having with COVID and everything? Uh, we had everybody vaccinated, oh, okay. so it never really was an issue. We didn't really have any big outbreaks of it, mm-hmm. um, but we did make sure we got everybody vaccinated um, and boosted good, as good. soon as possible. Yeah, I always say, I've got all my sh-. I feel like a dog because I always tell people, like, I've got all my shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's, that's Yeah. What were we saying, Kayla? I'm sorry. I was going to say, and if you don't, Aaron will remind you until you do. Yes. <laughs> That's true. I will. I, I nagged Kayla for several months. I, I'm terrified of needles, but I would still get texts. I'm your mom now. Get your shot. And I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. Everybody needs an extra mom. It's totally yes. fine. I'll <laughs> I, I understand. It, but it wasn't that bad, was it? No, it wasn't that. The See? first one wasn't that bad. The second one felt like the lady punched me. Oh, but I'm okay. also probably just whiny because needles. <laughs> I mean, it... it, it it's not going to tickle, but... <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> anyway, so what? Uh, walk me through what a typical day looks like for you all. I get up at the crack of dawn and make biscuits and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. No. Sounds early and yummy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, besides the cooking, um, I also do... I try to do events for them. Um, we were talking about that earlier. Like. Yeah. We're going to take them to Gaddy Town next week. But we try to do different things for them just to get them out. A lot of people have just kind of been dropped off and don't have families or mm-hmm. friends or anybody Aww. to come hang out with them. So besides us trying to hang out with them while we're there, we also try to get them out. And that's where I get volunteers and chaperones and stuff like that So and try to coordinate all that. So that's also part of my job. I help do our Facebook page, fundraising all that kind of stuff Mm um our volunteers that come um we try to help coordinate that and i also help people you know do their change of address when they first move in get their food stamp cards renewed when they need to do that um wheels applications medicaid applications i've I've done a lot of phone work since i've been there so most of the people that come to us well, especially at Sadie's location, uh, have been in some state of homelessness. So they uh, rarely have anybody to help, uh, even though, I mean, we're, we try to draw the line on our independent living, which would mean we wouldn't normally help them with those kinds of things. But, you know, in, it's, it's just hard for us to sit back when we know that there are services that they uh, qualify for or you know just need to apply Uh, many of them are not uh, able to do that kind of work on their own they either can't really talk on the phone or they don't even really know what they're asking for so um, we have to step over that line a little bit to help because in the long run you know we want them to be successful in living with us so 
So you're essentially setting them up for success. Yes. Yeah, we try. Yeah. And we, we know that if we're not going to do it, nobody is. So to get those things done yeah. for us and for them. So do you all employ social workers or anything like that? A lot of them have that? social workers. Well, I wouldn't even say a lot of them. Some of the... We, our budget is so small that, that we're really only paying like one person per building. So no, we can't afford to pay social workers. Sure. So that's where, it, uh, you know, it's where we kind of have to fill in to do that, that particular side of it ourselves. But we are, we have just connected in the last year. Uh, we did this probably, I don't know, 15 years ago, but we are, I am a field supervisor for the social work program at UK. So an intern can come work for us and and I am their supervisor. So we did that um, not this semester, but last semester we had someone and then we have somebody already signed up for next year. So that, that helps. That's great. Yeah, every little bit. You know, even if it's just one person doing one thing for somebody, that's one thing we don't have to do. You for know? sure. Yeah. So. Gives you more time for the enrichment and stuff that you do outside of that. Right. So what kind of, um, so you said people that might be needing extra help, uh, is this like elderly people or people with uh, intellectual disabilities you said or uh, we're we're all ages all different abilities uh, we are right now we have a 19 year old up to June and Louise are early 90s. 80s we have two blind sisters that have lived with us almost since we were open they've oh, wow. lived with us about 40 years Wow uh, and they've they've both just turned 80-ish in the last couple years so uh, and then we fortunately our new building uh, Hannah my other daughter and I had always kind of had a heart for the the young people that are wanting to leave home for the first time but you know don't can't really live completely on their own can't just move out and get an apartment kind of sure. thing and they can't afford that I mean most of them do not work not able to work so um, without even really trying. We've had a real massive turnout of young people in our new building. So of, of that 24, I'd say probably uh, 16 or 17 of them are, you know, early 20s and living out for their first time. That's great. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And it's, uh, it's you know, it's a different, different vibe. A lot of them are just, uh, have a cognitive disability or have autism, you know, still pretty high functioning, but, but not really able to live on their own. And then us doing the cooking is really a big part of what would keep them from being independent. You yeah, know, if it takes a burden off of them, right? not only cooking, but cleaning shopping. up afterwards and grocery shopping. Yeah. That, that overwhelms, uh, a challenged person oh, it, well, it overwhelms, overwhelms a normal yeah, person I have mine, but it, mine delivered still to this day so, <laughs> yeah i can fully feel that yeah um, well and the safety too you know, a lot of parents wouldn't want their yeah. you know 18 19 year old cooking for the first time alone in an apartment so yeah it it's the one thing that we do do that does make a big difference for you know? sure I feel and like that, I'm terrified when my 15 year old makes a sandwich in my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so. And the the way we do the meals and the meal times offers some sort of structure for them for their day, yeah. you know, to take medicine and schedule errands or whatever they need to do. Yeah. Um, it helps them 
And it's part of our, you know, we try to promote family life uh, for several reasons. One is, you know, a lot of our people come from a place where uh, they've either been neglected or, you know, they've been dropped off or they're homeless because none of their family would take them in. Uh, so those people deserve to be loved and part of a family also. And then these young ones that have come from family, you know, it's important for them to continue that kind of family life and give them friends and that kind of thing. You know, we, I have a, have a new woman that moved in that, uh, you know, even just before she moved in, which, um, I don't know, uh, we took a risk, but she literally just tried to commit suicide purely out of loneliness because she, you know, she That's lived, terrible. she stayed Whatever alone her. in her apartment 24 hours a day. Yeah. You know, she, she had no friends. There was nowhere for her to go. Um, so, you know, moving her in, normally we wouldn't have done something after something that serious, but it just seemed like such a good fit for her. She just really needed to be around other people. So there are, there are those that, that just have to have some kind of you know, socialization I mean, yeah, to humans, exist. Humans are social creatures, yeah. so uh, I, I was going to say that probably helps with the isolation. And right. That's great. So how did uh, COVID impact your... Uh, well, we did extremely We ran out of well. toilet paper. <laughs> no, no. There we was a massive toilet paper ones. shortage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that very first, uh, it was, you know, not two weeks in till the store shelves were... And and I was not prepared or ready for that and turned around and, yeah, we were out of toilet paper. So, <laughs> I don't know, it was really funny. Somebody called the news about us. I mean, the news literally called me and said, hey, I hear you're out of toilet paper. Can we come out? And I thought that was <laughs> such an odd thing, but... Uh, uh, it did we, us well. Yeah, we love we love that kind of press. So they yeah. they came out and by I, the dozens. I, I told them our sob story, and we raised about ten thousand dollars, and all tons of people came. They would just pull up to the door and throw out a pack of toilet paper <laughs> and drive away. Well, you know, when the first COVID first hit, everybody was panicked. They couldn't like you know interact. So yeah. Hey, here's some toilet paper. But we shut down at the beginning. You know, a lot of our people don't go anywhere anyway, so that was not that huge of a deal. Uh, we probably had one or two that were working that we uh, shut down. We had a couple that uh, may have had uh, uh, community living support that might take them out every once in a while, and we just shut all that down and made everybody stay in. Uh, the hardest part is helping our people to understand you know what's really going on and how you what we had to do to keep everybody safe and that kind of thing but i think for the most part it went extremely well mm -hmm. we nobody got covid uh in fact nobody got covid at all in the building until a month ago yeah <laughs> that's right yeah right before we left to go to amsterdam yeah so we had um but I guess three yeah. that that got COVID, um, probably from where they go out to. Uh, and because of the way our building is set up and that kind of thing, we were able to isolate them in their room, you know, take them their meals, 
yeah. keep them in their room so uh, it didn't spread other yeah. than those those three or four or whatever I remember we had but at the beginning where everybody was so terrified I mean I was I'm at least glad if we somebody had to get it it was a month ago when now yeah. we at least understand a little bit more right. and everybody that got it was, was fully vaccinated, vaccinated and, yeah, boosted. and boosted so mm -hmm. um, not as bad none of them were that sick yeah that's good that's great I yeah. mean not good that they got it but yeah good that you all were able to Three of thirty-eight ain't that bad. No, that's I'll a take pretty good that. I'll take that. <laughs> pretty good odd. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, COVID. Now you said that one lady was one of your uh, residents was suicidal. Was that like, is she doing better now? Yeah, yeah. On yeah, the upswing. Really, just what what she needed. Uh, also, got her in a program. You know, uh, a lot of our people. Uh, that are so lonely, uh, you know, need to have an opportunity to get out. Uh, and a lot of them do not have case managers or social workers. Uh, so we try to do what we can. There are day programs in town uh, that some of them qualify for. So we're able to get them hooked up with that so that they can go out and, That's great. you know, they do crafts and different kinds of stuff. Sure the drawing and the painting and the bingo that they love so much oh that's so fun yeah that's fun so what kind of um so that leads me to the activities you all like to do put on activities what kind what do you all normally i know you have like a tie-dye t-shirt event i've done a lot <laughs> <laughs> there's uh that yeah the tie-dye t-shirt thing we had a friend that just recently uh started his own business here in lexington it's called Lex Divis. You can go to LexDivis.com. Okay. No, they, um, he does pop-up t-shirt parties um, oh, or tie-dye parties. And he Ooh. gives you the shirt. Um, if you book ahead of time, you can pre-print something on the shirt before you actually dye it. Um, but, yeah, he just started doing that. So we wanted to have um, a big party for them, let them all dye shirts. And then he actually was giving back a portion of that to us, um, what he made on that night. Okay. Because um, he had other people come in, like, off the streets and want to do yeah. uh, tie-dye there. And we just held it at our facility. And, yeah, we got we got a percentage back from that. So that was good. The Moe's thing is kind of similar. Mm -hmm. um, we did a uh, last summer um there's a group raise website where it'll, it'll tell you what um restaurants in lexington will give you will do fundraisers and give you a percentage back of your profits that you did for that restaurant mm -hmm. uh we did that last year for most um it, we we raised like three hundred dollars, but what I'm most proud of this year is our golf scramble that we had last oh, month. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw that on Facebook. I did. I saw it on Facebook, but I'm not really a golfer. We put in a whole lot of work into that because we only had like a month to plan it. Um, oh wow. But we got the Woodford Club in Versailles. We have some family members that are golfer that golfers there, and um, they got a league of teams to come and. Uh, pay a bunch of money to play and um we did raffle prizes we did a raffle drawing um we brought some residents out there to meet everybody and just kind of mingle but we raised like eight thousand dollars from awesome. that um we just got those results back when we came back from amsterdam but That's yeah so cool. that was a big so fun. big plus for us but 
all of our building and maintenance costs so much now that it's like every little thing helps because mom just had to replace a whole bunch of ac units in the old building and that was eight thousand dollars by itself so um yeah the money goes as soon as we get it so you all are a nonprofit, right yes okay i thought i i thought so i just wanted to double check on that so how do people get in uh (laughs) if they want to you know begin living with you all do they have to Applying what or yes, there's an the application process. on our website. Um, the the biggest criteria is their ability to live independently. So they have to, you know, it's one of those things where we just have to meet and and make a make an assessment in person as to whether they can live independently. I tease a lot and say it's it's a lot like getting married. You, you just never know what somebody's gonna really be like until you move them in and live with them for a while, so. Like we do a vibe check, but after that, <laughs> yeah. after that we can't really, you never know till you know. That's true. Now, people, the I'm assuming they get like social security or assistance to, to cover the- Disability. Disability, yeah. okay. Yeah, they pay rent based on the amount of their disability. Okay, got it, yeah. got it. Like a sliding scale. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. It's huh? Yeah, it's income-based living, so it is pretty much the cheapest place to live in Lexington. <laughs> right. That's not like Section 8, which... Makes sense. So... Yeah, uh, there's a huge need in Lexington for affordable housing. There's especially a huge need in Lexington for accessible affordable housing. So that's the really cool thing about Sadie's location, because it was a nursing home. It's fully accessible. In fact, it has this huge handicapped shy room where the wheelchairs can literally just roll into the shower and mm-hmm. you know shower in their wheelchair or transfer and shower in this huge room so um, we have four or five wheelchair people out there now uh, and you know the need is is just huge for that and even if they I, I think we we have a couple now that I think is uh, eligible to receive Section 8, but there's just nothing for them. So, yeah. you know, it doesn't really... Section 8, the last I heard was there's like a three-year wait on Section 8 in Lexington. So, oh. you know, good luck is, is, is kind of how that goes. Right. So, you know, it's it, it, may, it takes a while to get approved, but then it takes even longer for something to actually pop up that you can use and if you're in a wheelchair even even longer yeah for sure i I found out when we were looking at buying that property that i mean there's a a, seems to be a large contingent of homeless wheelchair bound people living in hotels from hotel to hotel in lexington just because the hotels are at least accessible you know so that's awful yeah yeah it's too bad now yeah So you got you got into it because your your dad was the founder. Yes. So that's and then you got into it because you know family biz, <laughs> yes. family biz. That's so cool. Third generation. Yes. yes. Fun fact: Sadie used to work with me at CLC. Yes. Oh. For almost years. four years. Yeah. Yeah. Four years. The long I'm time. Still there. So you mentioned people having. Um... Okay. Sorry, my. It's saying running out of time for Zoom. I'll just start a new meeting. I'm not. I'm not paying you Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> not <Right>? today. <clears throat> Sorry. So, 
Squirrel. <laughs> I know. ADHD, man. I feel that. I think my spirit animal is that dog from Up. Yes. I think his name is Doug. Yeah, that's Doug. my spirit animal. Um, or an actual squirrel. I don't know. <laughs> we worked at CLC to get... Oh, yes. Wheelcha- uh, people who are, in, who are wheelchair bound. Now, you all... Do you all assist... assist it's not like a nursing home, though. So you don't assist with, like, getting in and out or no. showering or anything no. like that? No. But you do make breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yes. That's handy. That's yes. great. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it gets overwhelming for me to think about. And the, <laughs> for anybody. <laughs> and back to what you were talking about with the how a COVID affected us, the inflation on groceries is ridiculous. And let oh me guess, the, the food stamps did not go up. The They went up, but now they're being decreased again. May 1st, they went back to their pre-COVID amounts, which is... A huge hit to our budget yeah we you know we operate on a very tiny budget and pretty much just have one person per building cooking and then uh hannah kind of managing on top of that and then me doing all the organizational books and all that kind of stuff so you know our our budget is is very small and uh to have to spend all that extra on groceries uh, is is going to change things a lot in the next couple months. So we're we just found out all that happened, and you know it's not something that they really let you know ahead of time. In fact, it was after May first when all of our people got the letter that said your food stamps are going back to the previous <laughs> rate on May first. No. <laughs> so oh, yeah, no. yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, I actually I I think I have some food donations if y'all want to take it with you yes we are i was about to start a campaign for food <laughs> donations and people to volunteer to cook like buy the buy food and bring it or come and cook actually cook food yeah um so we're I'm, and a big help to us is is groups places churches schools work that would have some kind of paper drive that's easy which is yeah toilet paper paper towels napkins or and even adding in that you know cleaning supplies and that kind of thing okay, not non-perishable weird. kind of things that are easy to sure to you know stick a bucket in a corner at work and let people you know you wouldn't believe how much that really helps people don't people don't think about that but if you're doing that for us you know it's it it helps a lot that's yeah. great so how um where can everybody find you all uh, we're on Facebook. Okay. We actually have two Facebook pages. The Bob Brown House is one of them, and then Independence Homes is the other one. Okay. Um, we have Instagram, Independence Homes underscore. Um, okay. We got PayPal and Cash, I hope. <laughs> All right. What's the we, we have a website. <laughs> yes, we have a website. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, BobBrownHouse.com or IndependenceHomes.net. So if people want to donate, will that be on there? Yes. We okay. have a donations uh tab on both of those websites do you all accept volunteers yes we have the tab for that too <laughs> okay okay did you ever now clc used to give us uh volunteer time off did you ever use yours for no i feel like i never got that or was it not around when you started no they they had sent 
something about whatever like national volunteer day is they used to send that out in an email and give like places that you could volunteer at but i don't think i never got vto but i know people who have yeah so okay what is your guys's favorite part of your jobs i like planning all the fun stuff cooking's fun too i mean i like making good food all day but i like getting them to go out and actually do stuff and have fun like yeah. like people are supposed oh. to right like the stuff we take for granted yeah you know like to go out with your friends and family and have a good time being there to help them have as normal life as possible yeah that's awesome yeah. well it's really about everybody deserves a safe affordable place to live regardless of your past or your uh, abilities so probably for me is is those that are having the hardest time with mm-hmm. that for them to be able to live with us and be successful in that you know it it's really uh filling up Sadie's place with people that are literally homeless I mean we have people in there that were literally living on the street yeah uh, and most we of our- also have lots that were living in shelters yeah. uh, salvation know. army hope center has pretty much filled up my building <laughs> <laughs> but for those people to to really have a chance and and all they need is is for somebody to care a little bit yeah. you know that's great that's a yeah and we we don't think about it when we're dealing with our troublemakers but all the ones that we've changed their lives already yeah it's a lot yeah, I mean, we're literally changing lives. So, what is uh, any, any unexpected challenges you all have faced? Every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, something new. Yeah, I mean, the, when you're surprised. when you're dealing with people with mental illness, uh, every day is different. I mean, there there are things that happen today that can totally set them off that happened yesterday, and it didn't even matter. But. Uh, so they're yeah they're definitely struggles because of the challenges that they face and and how that relates uh, especially when you're living with other people in that close proximity you know mm-hmm. so that that part of what i said before trying to be family can be difficult when when everybody <laughs> yeah when everybody in the family uh has an issue then it uh you know there are times that that can be tough but that's where uh the three of us have to be the mom or they call me the warden (laughs) somebody has to step in and remind them what the rules are and and we do have to ask people to leave i mean if there are people that just don't ever get it can't ever live by the rules can't get along uh always trying to cause some kind of trouble you know then then they have to leave yeah but because unfortunately part of living independently is actually getting along with everybody else (laughs) yeah yeah i mean that's you have to go when you go to work you have to get along with your coworkers. you have to be nice to people at the grocery store yeah it's just my least favorite part (laughs) yeah 
Kayla, your supervisor. You should be. <laughs> the people at work. It's the grocery store that gets oh, me. Because I'm always like, don't look at me. Right. Me and Aaron had to be nice to the people we were booking at the Motel 6, even though they that's not where they wanted to stay. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, they let you know. Yeah. Oh, they let us know. And yeah, that was apparently our fault. But that's neither here nor there. And losing losing them is hard too. We just had one of our longtime residents. He had lived there for like ten or fifteen years, and he had a heart attack while we were in Amsterdam. Oh no! And our staff member found him in his room. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's right. Heart hurt. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, if somebody wants to help out, if somebody wants to volunteer their time or monetary donations or items or I, food, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everything, <laughs> everything and anything. They can reach us through Facebook or on our website. Our, you know, my email is on there. They can. Yeah, we have a bobbrownhouse at gmail dot com okay. is our email. Shoot me an email, or they can call the number and talk to Hannah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I'll put the link in the show notes for the Bob Brown House. Cool. And mm-hmm. um, anything you'd like to add, Kayla? I I'm honestly just sad that it's such a problem but it's good to know there are people that are doing something about it makes me happy (laughs) right right yeah there's (laughs) such a huge need where uh i've got to make a decision in the next month probably or less about uh whether we're going to try to do another one start on another one start working on the funding for another one uh i'll need to know that in the next month so that we can start that process which is you know a long hard process but again you know the need is huge we opened both of these locations uh, the Rogers Road in August and we were full there by the end of the year uh, wow. yeah and, right and Sadie's we moved the first people in on Cleveland in November and um, we've we've been full there, but had to let some people go. So right now we're we have uh, two openings left. So okay. there's there's a big need, and uh, you know we seem to to have a good model for how to meet that need. So it's, it's kind of puts the pressure on us to to want to do more. Yeah, we want to expand and hopefully go nationwide and oh wow, <laughs> that would be world awesome. worldwide and help everybody. Well, I will. I guess that about wraps it up. Um, unless you have anything to add. Nope. Nope. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on Bubbles Brunchcast. And so, thanks again for coming in. Come back anytime. Thank you. Thanks, Kayla. Thank you. <laughs> Well, that was the last call for this episode of the Bubbles Brunchcast. Please subscribe and tune in next time. We will be serving it up all over again. Enjoy your week.